0: hey everyone and i'm back so i like to start off these podcasts with level setting this is not a relationship advice podcast this is more about humor and dating in my 40s and things i've experienced these podcasts will range from five to ten minutes though i admit i suspect that this may go slightly over 10 but let's see how we do now let's talk about dating, right? I think one of the scariest things of online dating is the ability to see someone and read their body language. For most people, uh, a large part of being able to communicate effectively is looking at body language, right? It's those ticks, It's the way that people look at things or look at you. And it says a lot about how they truly feel when they're speaking to you. Now, when you're sitting behind a screen, it's hard to gauge honesty and emotion with the other person that you're speaking with. And as much as this world depends on technology to do a lot of work in communication, there's nothing like face-to-face. And unfortunately, though, <laughs> right, that's not the life for dating now. Most people use a dating app of some kind to meet others that are outside of their social circle because usually... You're not trying to date a friend. So now why am I bringing all this up? Well, this goes to our topic today, right? It's about catfishing. Um, all these things make up, uh, make up your ability to be able to communicate and read people, right? But this is also why romance catfishing is a prime market for people who are scammers. And there's all kinds of catfishing, right? And by definition... Um, it's when someone uses images or information to create a new identity online and pass themselves off as that stolen identity. And of course, we're going to talk about how it revolves around romance, right? Cause this is a dating in your forties podcast. Let's talk about super high level statistics first around romance catfishing. And this is data that I gathered from, um, various relationship sites, So one is men are more likely to catfish than women. Shocking. And I'm obviously being incredibly sarcastic there. Um, 41% of U.S. online adults said they have been catfished. And this number was actually surprising. And that is that romance scams cost people $201 million just last year alone, which is completely insane. Uh, You won't be surprised to find out that women are most likely targeted. And the age range that, uh, people who are generally targeted are 25 to 34, which may sound like, Oh, I'm totally safe because I'm in my forties, but you're not right. Because everyone can get catfished. Okay. So enough with the depressing statistics, let's talk about some real world examples. And I'm going to start it off by sharing a couple of things that have happened to me. And then I'm going to share some things that have happened to other women so I cannot take credit for all of these things, as funny as they are and as much as I wish I could. Um, so here are some things that I've experienced, and almost all of them actually happened to me on the Hinge dating app. So one person messaged this to me after we had chatted very, very briefly, and what I mean very briefly, I mean, we said, hi, how's it going? And I think we talked about what we each do for an occupation, And I am reading this, what they wrote to me verbatim, poor grammar and all. You are the only person I have added contact information to in Hinge. I was talking to a girl and the day after I spoke to her, she asked me to send her a gift and wanted me to put $2,000 in the gift because of a great change in her family. He and she needed the money I feel that helping others is helping myself because everyone has difficulties. My parents taught me to help others since I was a child, so I chose to send it to her and hope she can get through this difficulty. But the next day, I couldn't see her message anymore and I didn't expect to delete me which confuses me. My assistant told me she was just a black woman chatting to me, pretending to be an American. I don't talk to her anymore. And I can tell you, I hate cheating, especially for my sympathy. This is my first time using online dating. I have not used any other dating apps. Okay. (laughs) So this message, I just have so many questions. (laughs) Number one, why would anyone tell me this? We legit have barely spoken. And this message is just a giant red flag that they're probably not real. And I also think it's super odd that his assistant would say she's a black woman. Like, why? Maybe she's not even a woman. But okay, let's not get wrapped around that. Anyway, so I told him something along the lines of, yeah, I have this guy who keeps trying to get me to buy cryptocurrency. I don't know why people are such liars. And then I never heard from him again. So that was one really funny experience I had. Another one was a person who I was messaging back and forth with asked me for my number. So I gave it to him. Don't worry. Well, we're going to touch on handing out your phone number in a second. (laughs) And we were chatting back and forth for a few days and I suspected it was someone trying to catfish me. But honestly, I kind of like to play around with people and just see how far they're going to take things. So he messages me one day and he asks me to join Telegram and this is legit how the conversation went. I said, No, I don't have Telegram, and no, I will not be installing a new app. I'm just fine texting on the phone. They said, SMS is what I usually use at work. My system will often use my SMS to deal with work orders. Some messages I will ignore and cannot reply in time. I responded, This is a text, not a phone call. Just reply when you can. They responded back, When our relationship becomes better, I can introduce my family and friends to you more conveniently. If you want to keep in touch with me by SMS, but do not want to know my friends and family, I think it will be meaningless for this relationship to continue. I believe we're interested in each other, which is also the beginning of fate. So I cherish every encounter. Think about it. Okay. (laughs) First of all, no one talks like that, (laughs) but that whole spiel in general is just so hilarious. Because we'd only spoken for a few days. So I just responded and I said, okay, well, bye. I'm not gonna be manipulated into signing up for a separate app for a man I've never met. And then, of course, I did the reasonable thing and I deleted and blocked this person's number. This last example cracks me up so freaking hard. So this is the last one for me, and then I'll kind of go into some other things that other people have experienced. And this is just so hilarious because me and this guy were chatting for about a week and it was normal ish, you know? But I was super suspicious of this guy on day two because, you know, I'm new. I'm new to online dating, I'm new to this style of interaction. But I wanted to play around and see where it went. And on the last day we communicated, we'd been exchanging photos of food. Um, might sound weird, but I'm a foodie. I, I love good restaurants. I like fine dining. And, uh, we were just kind of exchanging these photos of our fine dining experiences. Well, supposedly, right? Um, but then sometimes, you know, you just share whatever you make. And I sent him a picture of a kimchi pancake that I had made for lunch. And he responded, and this was such a weird way to respond. He says, oh, wow, kimchi is famous. <sighs> now in my head. The mental ellipses are blinking because WTF and part of my playing around with this person was asking them, like, what kind of food they grew up eating, because that can tell you a lot, right? Regardless of where you grow up in the world, knowing what people grow up with cuisine wise tells you, number one, it can tell you where they're from. Number two, it can tell you a little bit more about their lifestyle and what their willingness and openness is to trying new cuisines. So supposedly this individual had grown up in Texas. So I was expecting a response around like maybe Tex-Mex, barbecue, you know, something that's synonymous with Texas cuisine. His response was so weird. He just said, oh, bread and meat which cracked me up and obviously made it very clear that they were not from Texas. So, you know, I had more fun with that. Um, I have other examples, but we're going to skip over some of those because they do get a bit ridiculous. Okay, so back to the kimchi comment, though. I told him that I made kimchi, and I told him part of my heritage is Korean. He seemed to get kind of excited, and he said that he was Singaporean. Now, that's weird. On his profile, he claimed he was American Indian. So I followed up with... You know, are you an American citizen or Singaporean? And he said dual, which made me laugh because Singapore doesn't recognize dual citizenship past the age of 22. Um, At the age of 22, if you do hold a dual citizenship, you have to choose one. You choose whatever, you either choose to be Singaporean and have that be your passport, or you choose whatever the other citizenship is that you hold. Okay. I mentioned to this I mentioned this to him and he tried to say that I was wrong. I'm not. And this isn't just because I'm never wrong. I just wasn't wrong about that. So then for funsies, I asked him, okay, well so you're half Singaporean. Well what's you know, what's your other half? And he said American Indian. I think that's odd. I've I've never heard of like whatever whatever the, the term would be that you'd use, either Native American or indigenous people. Um I've never heard it as referred to as American Indian. So I asked him, I go, Well, you know, what tribe are you from? And he responded, There's no more tribe which made me laugh incredibly hard because you know, there are tribes. <laughs> And he is welcome to join the council as long as there is proof of lineal descendancy or other conditions such as tribal blood quantum, tribal residency, or continued contact with the tribe, etc. Now, if I hadn't already suspected that he was trying to catfish me, that whole conversation was incredibly glaring. He then proceeded to ask me if I would be interested in buying $1,000 worth of crypto. Yeah. So those fun incidences all happened to me legit within a week and they all made me laugh and it really made me want to delete Hinge because I couldn't figure out if anyone that had reached out to me on that app was real. So now I am going to share some experiences that other women have had. Um, Number one, someone wanting to be your sugar daddy when it's not something you've ever expressed interest in. Two. Anyone asking for you uh, to take money and give some back to them, no matter what the circumstances, it's a scam. If anyone asks for money or investments of any sort, it's also a scam, <laughs> especially when they claim they're cryptocurrency investors or day traders. Now, I don't not believe that people have these jobs and make money. I just don't believe they're going onto dating apps to share their wealth of knowledge. Four, Anytime you see a job you don't recognize or aren't familiar with, swipe left. <laughs> or swipe left if this individual claims to be a CEO of some random company you've never heard of. It could be true, but would this individual really be on a dating app? Five, one ones who say after a couple of back and forth messages that they are barely in the app and can we talk on another social app like WhatsApp or Telegram or Signal, etc. That to me is... Um, uh, a red flag on a few accounts. Number one, they could be catfishing you, or number two, they could be married or in a relationship of some kind, and this other app pro- provides them that privacy to, you know, hide it from their significant other. Six photos of very, very good-looking men in locales that are clearly not local to you usually they're not legit, especially if the photo looks professionally done. Now, I'm not saying they aren't real, but it's weird to not have some like legit selfies. And I admit that my my dating profiles, um, I do have some professionally taken photos for my travels, but I do put in real selfies that I have taken of myself, right? And the very, very good looking men comment, I'm not saying good looking men don't, you know, or aren't on social media or aren't looking to date. But again, all those other things I said. Seven, a man who hasn't verified his photo through the dating app you're on. So most dating apps have a real-time verification system. And this authentication system will detect your face and extract facial geometries using facial recognition technology to use against the photos that you've uploaded to verify that you are the same person in those photos. Um, now not doing this doesn't mean you weren't you obviously, but in a way it does give a signal that if you're not willing to do that, you're probably not seriously looking to date. And because if you are looking to date and you are serious, right, you're more, you're more likely to do that verification step because you want to make sure that people know that it's really you and not a catfish. Uh, number eight, weird mix of religion and politics. So Someone had mentioned this. I never paid attention to this, but someone else mentioned this when I had asked about catfishing. And they had said, like, things that they had found odd were, like, if someone says they're Buddhist and their political leanings is conservative, they found that to be odd. Um, number nine, if you've been talking to someone for a while, and it doesn't matter how long, and they ask you to buy them a ticket to see you, don't. <laughs> don't pay for travel or calls or anything. I feel like the messaging here is do not give anyone your money. Ten. Ten. The way that someone mentioned that she tries to get proof, and I thought this was hilarious and it cracked me up so hard, is she always requests some sort of silly photo um, that they are specifically taking for her, and she'll tell them what, they, what she wants, right? Like something like a picture of a shoe on their head or a spoon on their nose, and I thought that was really clever. Number 11, my favorite way to identify a possible catfish is odd phrasing and wording in their profiles. So here's some of my favorites. One, piety to parents is important to me. Two, I am pleasing to meet you for a date. Three, I'm an honest man. (laughs) Okay, I know that one doesn't sound catfishy. I just don't trust people who start with I'm an honest anything. And lastly, this one is my favorite of all freaking time. The spring sun rushes in to calm the tides of yonder breaks. Fortnights carry my love for thee. Why would anyone put that out in their dating profile? (sighs) That being said, there's something about romantic and lyrical language that may attract women. But that's a different conversation we'll have at another day. A site that I actually use to verify pictures is a, salt called, um, is a site sorry, called facecheck.id, and I've added the actual link to that in my podcast description so you can see it, but I've used that to validate photos of people because you may be surprised how many people who have swiped on me who are totally fake, and I'm not sure if I should take this like as an affront where perhaps my image or the images of me suggest I'm desperate and foolable. I wouldn't say I'm unattractive, but I will say that I have a young and naive looking face, but little do they know. Another tidbit I'd like to share is to get yourself a Google number. These are great. You can text, you can call, and it's loads safer than handing over your real one. Now to close this out, um, and wow, we have gone way over 10 minutes, but to close this out, Never give out your personal information to anyone you don't know. Do not share your financial data, credit card details, passwords, address, or other details that a catfish might use to blackmail or manipulate you. If you do find yourself falling for someone online, protect yourself. Meet them in person in a public setting, or talk to them on the phone or use a video call beforehand. I know this is hard because especially when you feel like there's a connection and a deep one at that, but try to protect your heart until further validation can be done. When you see this person and can talk to them and read their body language and see if they're genuine, that's how you're going to know if they're honest with you. And that's when you can almost kind of, obviously totally my opinion, but that is when I would give myself permission to fall deeper. Now, I'm not saying this is going to protect you 100% because some people are sociopaths and are damn good at lying, but sometimes you have to take that chance and it's just better off in person. Well, I hope you got a good laugh at some of this, but I hope you also take some of these learnings into consideration as you continue your own online dating journey. Next week, we're going to talk about why the first message you send someone can have a profound impact. Expect the next uh, episode to be filled with the most ridiculous first messages that I have ever received. Bye, everyone. Until next time.